But I'll say again, if you don't know what you're measuring, not only are you probably going to fail, but you're also much more likely to hurt the people and the organizations that you're trying to help. Welcome to the Journey to Impact podcast, where we show you how to turn your unique passion into a strategy to change the world. Today, we're digging back into the Impact Toolbox. We've broken these lessons up, and last time we talked about some tax-related tools for impact. Today, Ed's going to cover metrics and impact catalyst organizations. It's time to get off the bench. Let's do this. Here's your host, Ed Gillentine. Hello, this is Ed Gillentine. Thanks for joining us on this podcast on the basics of impact. Designed to go deeper into the ideas and principles in the book Journey to Impact. And today's session is our second session on the impact toolbox. And I should have mentioned this in our last session at the beginning, but one reason these tools are so important is because they're a huge part of the idea of relentless forward progress. When you get started with your impact idea, especially if you end up starting your own organization or you start to execute your strategy, many times it'll be fairly small. And so the size and the strategy initially will drive the tools that you use. But as you grow and get more advanced and learn more, you will start to use different tools. But all of them are important. And I want to stress again that if you don't stay disciplined and learn these basic tools, it's going to significantly undercut your impact. In this podcast, I want to start with talking about the tool that is metrics, right? And it might seem like an unusual tool, for the impact toolbox, but we all intuitively know that if we're measuring the wrong things, we're likely going to get the wrong results. And so when we talk about metrics, we mean the inputs and the outputs that are going to be used to measure success or failure. And if there's no metrics to track, how are you going to know if impact is being made? Or, God forbid, if we're measuring the wrong things, that's even worse. So I hope that you're at least questioning that the only way to measure impact is by dollars donated or invested. And even though that is a metric, it's certainly not the only one. And frankly, it's probably not even in the top 10 for any given significant impact opportunity. But it is easy to measure, and that's why it falls in there. So understanding the key metrics for your impact strategy is going to be one of the really important tools And when I think of it as a tool, I almost think of it as a dashboard on your car, right? And so you have several different instruments. You've got the speedometer, you've got the tachometer, you've got the fuel gauge, you've got oil pressure and temperature, you got all these different things. And any one of them doesn't give you the full picture, right? I remember one time I had a a new car and it stopped working. And it never occurred to me that I would have run it out of fuel because I always had cars that you could go way past the empty line, right? My wife hates this. And so it never occurred to me that I was simply out of gas because I was, if I recall, I was right across the street from a gas station. So I called a tow truck and they came and got me and kind of poked around on it. And he called me back the next day and he said, dude, you're going to be embarrassed, but you were just out of gas. And uh, at any rate, I didn't look at the full picture, right? And so when I think of an impact tool and metrics, it's going to be three to five, maybe 10 metrics that you track, right? Think about this. Literacy 
is really important, I would argue critical, for getting out of poverty. So it makes sense that funding a literacy program would be, have some pretty significant impact. And for years, literacy programs just revolved around how many people they could take through a literacy training program, and then they could take a test to confirm whether or not they could read on a 12th grade level. If a program could graduate a few people that could pass the test, they were successful. And if they could graduate tons of people, they were even more successful, right? But recently, research has shown that the most important level of reading is second grade level. Why is that? Well, because evidently that's when you typically will go from learning to read to reading to learn. Those of you that have tried to keep teach your children how to read, you've probably experienced that. For, for our children, it was definitely second grade when it clicked. And so the first two or three years, you know, kindergarten, first grade, even I would say the first half of second grade, it was really laborious. You can tell they're sounding out the words that they see on the page. And, and of course, that's really hard to get the, the point, get the intent. But once they get to a, a place where they're not really thinking about the words as much, they're simply reading, then they can really get the ideas. And we, we encouraged our children, sweetheart, once you... Once you get this reading thing, you can go anywhere in the world with a book in your imagination. And that's certainly been true. But if you think about being able to read to learn, your ability to learn takes a quantum leap forward. But as a percentage, a lot more resources are spent on getting people from second grade reading level to a 12th grade reading level than are spent on simply getting them to the second grade level. But the payoff is not nearly as significant. So once a person can read to learn, right, they now have the tools to take responsibility for themselves, to grow and learn, go to the library, hop on the Internet, whatever. And at that point, research is suggesting that a higher payoff, a higher impact program would be teaching people how to successfully navigate the job interview process or job training, and that those should be the programs that receive more resources. And here's my point. We're talking about metrics. If we're measuring irrelevant or immaterial metrics, how in the world would we know about the impact of getting a reader to the second grade reading level? So a lot of resources on the topic. You need to read as much as you can about it. There may already be a metric system that fits your strategy. So don't, again, you've heard me say this a million times in these podcasts, don't reinvent the wheel. But you're also, you also may need to build one on your own. And to me, it, was, it is the most difficult work to do from an impact perspective. But I'll say again, if you don't know what you're measuring, not only are you probably going to fail, but you're also much more likely to hurt the people and the organizations that you're trying to help. I would say as a side note, Robin Hood Organization has a really good website, as does Slingshot Memphis. So that's metrics. Another tool in the toolbox is what I call impact catalyst organizations. So those are organizations typically structured like a nonprofit, and they focus on the issues that we've discussed, but they're a really powerful tool. They, they basically pool resources from people that maybe aren't giving $25,000 a year or $50,000, or maybe if you are giving $50,000 a year, you want to have a more diversified portfolio. And so if you think about it practically, if you go and give, say, $10,000 to an impact organization that has a budget, say, of a million dollars, that's a lot of money. 
but it's probably not enough money to justify the time of the staff to really spend time with you and let you understand one-on-one what they're working on and all the nuances. And so these impact catalyst organizations are fantastic in that they help you find in a given sector the organizations that are really moving the needle. And then they can take and pool a large number of smaller contributions and investments. They pool them into a larger number, and then they can really super fund, if you will, those organizations that are significantly moving the needle. I think they're also a really good tool for impact-minded folks that maybe don't want to get in the weeds as much. They know maybe they have a gift for making money and giving money, and so they want to do that. And once they can find an impact catalyst organization that they trust, you can have some really good synergy there. Thanks for listening. Next time, Ed's going to talk about the value of exploratory trips and what he calls impact-minded for-profit businesses. To learn more about Ed or to listen to any of the previous episodes on the basics of impact, visit edgillentine.com. That's E-D-G-I-L-L-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. Until next time, embrace, build, act.